Banger. podcast in the world it's not an easy business it's a lot like running a some sort of great sports team you know especially when you're running with the best band in podcast history you got so many moving parts running at one time you know and if one guy goes down the bum ankle too badly <laughs> bruised feet right gotta get up we gotta find a way to dig down deep and like rise above right right we need a guy to come in the hall you know an old friend show us how the guy's been through the trenches been through the battles you know show us how to not be up such bunch of pussies i'm looking at charters right now (laughs) let's talk we got the guy here to do it our old friend Ryan Vandenbush is here. Woo! The only thing we got to do before we get started is play the song. Theme song, boys. Thunderous round of applause. All right. 
to welcome us all to live to live from the Dutch Hall. Welcome to the best podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario, live from the Dutch Hall. And the reason we're the best is because we have the best band in podcast history, The Nocturnal Emissions. All right. Comprised of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Michael Bow on rhythm, our band leader. On the Calhoun, Cahoon, Cajone. Cajuna. Dave oh, the Rooster nice Chargers is here. Thrusting. Nice spell. Carrying the weight as always. My favorite, the balls. I like to call them the balls of the Nocturnal Emissions. Whiskey Wes Higgins is here. And on that sweet, sweet egg shaker, there's the ba- my brother, the band leader and bus driver. Paul Van Dyke is here. Hey, guys. And we have a studio audience today, studio audience of one. He's our good friend, Mark Long, is here. Hey, Mark. All right. Recording this for posterity, the gorgeous Dr. Jane Van Dyke. Just a shout out All to right. him. I can't. And our guest tonight is NHL Enforcer. I like, I like to call him an NHL Enforcer. Most of all, what he is, is a real fan of life in the Dutch Hall. Let's make it about us. That's even more important. Yeah. Anybody can just play in the, in the big leagues. But who could be a fan of this show? It's statistically less people in the world listen to this show. It's more notable. Right. Anyways, he is uh, he's a former Pittsburgh Penguin, Chicago Blackhawk, and New York Ranger. He's my brother-in-law. Ryan Vandenbush is here. Thank Yay. you, Ryan. Hey, and I'm your host of the show, two-time Two President's time. Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Ow. Let's get this show <laughs> on the road. Yay-o. And hello to Facebook Live. Anyways, we'll see you next time. Listen to the show, for Christ's sake. Jobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, so welcome to Life from the Dutch Hall. We're back to the no music part of the show where it really <laughs> kind of like sucks eh, for a little bit. You got to do some work. But we yeah. got the full cast back. We got the full the full gang is back together. Last week it was just left with me and Steve, the reluctant German, and Wes. You were here, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the three yeah. of us, right? Oh, fuck you. I was here, too. You were not here. Yes, he was. I was. I was he sitting in the Oh, that's why I knew that. I was the colored girl. He was in the shadows. Oh, you were, too. So who were you missing? <laughs> it, Just it used is. to. It <laughs> that's it. Just used to people. Michael Bowe. And one of us had a good reason. He was on location. Oh. Right? He, Michael yeah. was on location. I was scouting a future uh, Dutch Hall gig. Yeah. Oh, road trip to Montreal. Road trip spot. Oh, talking. Yeah. And I found one. Awesome. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was in the depths on Saint Rue Saint Denis. Mm. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> There's a nice punk rock bar. I think will fit in just delightfully. I think if your Sounds bar great. is a piece of shit, if it really is a dive bar, like if it is, a, if it is a, like a real hole in the wall. This seems like a place that would be that we'd fit right in at. It's more comfortable to it's us. It's more comfortable. Yeah, we feel at home. Yes, that's why. But sometimes I go away. Like I go with classy people, like my wife. She's classier than I am. And I'm like, <laughs> if we go to like uh, we went to Las Vegas, and you're like, I want to go to the Double Down. No, the Double Down. I think right by the airport. It's supposed to be the biggest dive bar in the world, right? Mm. And then, uh, but they're all like, uh, that sounds terrible. When we asked the cab driver on the way in from the airport, I'm like, have you heard of the Double Down? And the guy goes, 
uh, this like Filipino guy or whatever. He's like uh, Double Down. It's it's uh, the most fun place on earth. And I go, <laughs> I heard it was a real dive bar. And he goes, he goes dive bar. It's not a dive bar. It's a toilet. <laughs> and he goes. I go, but it's the best place on earth. He goes, yeah, it's the happiest place on earth. He says, and it's uh, and so I said, listen, how can you get a better review than that? Let's go to the, the double down or whatever. Yeah. Right? Sounds like a great place. Sure does. But apparently, my sales pitch that it was one of the grossest <laughs> places, yet the most fun, was not good enough. It didn't work on the rest. No, of it didn't work room. on the fancy pants. over here. Where'd you end up? Cosmo pool party. <laughs> Well, what I probably, I think we went to go see ACOD. I don't know. I don't even know. Bellagio found No, we went to go see, like, Jermaine Dupriest. Oh. <laughs> it's even yes. worse. Sounds fun. Because I was like, is he on? And they were like, no, that's not Jermaine Dupriest. <laughs> that's someone else. What are you, crazy? When Jermaine Dupriest comes out, it's going to be a big to-do. People are going to be all excited. I'm like, I'm going to be sleepy because it's boring. I don't like it at all. <laughs> And then I try to put on my best, like, you know, best face. You're like, uh, you know, when in Rome or whatever, I'll be a douchebag. I was, I was still couldn't do it. I still couldn't do it. Put on a nice Take me to a place with a jukebox and sawdust on the floor and we're talking business. Yep. Just for wiping up bodily fluids. <laughs> yeah, blood. <laughs> a little bit of jizz, Dave. Never heard anybody. Tiniest little bit of jizz. Never heard anybody. Something will just, sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Charters, you've been you've been absent from the hall. Before we get to our guest, we should mm-hmm. get talk about Charters' yeah. uh, absence here. It's been a couple of weeks. You've uh, been laid up. You've been hard out on a real surgery. I think that you went into it with your. Uh, you think you were thinking that you were going to be. This is going to be a p- uh, awesome. piece of cake. <laughs> I kind of did. Yeah. You went in thinking <laughs> it was going to be like no big deal. And then yeah. the reality of uh, of cutting your body open and changing what God intended for you to do, which is to shrivel up and die, like the, like you're supposed to. Yeah. Like if some fucking smart person didn't figure out how to cut your body open and replace parts, <laughs> you would just be a shriveling, like limping piece of shit, right? Yeah. And now you still are that, but uh, this is Hopefully supposed to get better. Hopefully, for a short term, it's supposed to. Yeah. Right. It's miracle what they can do to you, though, is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah. It didn't seem like a miracle, like halfway through the first week. It seemed like the worst decision I'd ever made in my life. And now what to is, get him to cut me open? The pain was so bad. Ouch. Right. Is it, it true awful. though that some people? I mean, I haven't heard it from. I've heard it from uh, rumors out there, uh, mostly from your wife, that you're a bit of a pussy. <laughs> is that? Is there any merit be, to that? There could be some truth to that. Like I'm childbirth sure is that. supposed to be the worst, worst pain ever, right? Childbirth, right? Isn't it supposed Is to be the worst? Mm-hmm. Who says that? The women? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. No one else would know, right? I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's probably who. It's would... probably the worst pain. And then when men watch it, we're like, you know, that baby's head is pretty big. And then we say, well, you know, kidney stones are are bad. They hurt us really bad when we get a kidney stone. But it comes out, it's like the size of a grape seed. <laughs> it's nothing. It hurts like hell going through your urethra. urethra. Right? But when you see like a baby's head coming out of a vagina, it's like the, the vagina really is squeezing your baby's skull into like a bubble, right? Just to push it out. It seems like it shouldn't work. What? It shouldn't come out like It that. shouldn't come out. So when no. the woman says to you, that's the greatest pain on earth, you're like, ah, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. 
I never had something come out with hair and teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Eh? Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, <laughs> but uh, but this is this you're saying by far the greatest pain in your life that I've ever felt. Yeah, for sure. Now, have you a ever had a kidney there. stone? No, I haven't had a kidney stone. Have you ever had like a sciatic, like a nerve? I've had back, back pain, back trouble. Uh, yeah, like back trouble, which hurts a lot, but not like this. This was like, I I actually gave it like a ten out of ten when it was happening. I said there can't be any worse pain. At one point, I thought if they just <laughs> yeah. cut my foot off, it would feel better than what's feeling what it's feeling awful. like right now. I don't mean to laugh. That was about Jesus three days. Christ. I know it was fucking horrible. Just for an and ankle I was, surgery. Yeah, eh? I was taking morphine and Tylenol and Advil, like <laughs> religiously now, yeah. on time, and it wasn't doing anything for me. Right. And it wasn't even where the surgery was. It was. Uh, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was changing that my tampon regularly. That's good. <laughs> Well, can get bloody in there. You know, yeah, it was weird. It was nerves or something, some sort of nerve like healing pain. I don't know what it was, but you know, the but one... then it just ended as quick as it came. What's the recovery going to be on it? Um, it's like six weeks till I can get this cast off, and then the some, rehab. Some for how yeah, many weeks? Physio. They said six to ten weeks of physio after that. Yeah. Now, is this the type of injury that they would like not fix on some people, like and but fix on others? I think if I hadn't gone into the doctor to complain about the pain, they probably wouldn't have. <laughs> Fixed it? Done anything, yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes they just say, like, you know, wear and tear, you're getting older, like, you know, you just yeah. get kind of... But they did an it. MRI, and they saw that, like, a tendon that was that was badly damaged in the mm-hmm. MRI. Oh, really? What? Yeah. How, is this interesting for everyone? It's a real snoozer. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, no, I just, they fixed it. Yeah, they I did. Hope. Well, yeah, what they did was amazing, though, right? Like, they, they took it apart, and they patched it up or whatever, right? Yeah, they cut a like, piece right Like, make it right sound, sound, like, tell... The people at home, what they did to your ankle using like dumb words, not the smart stuff you said when okay. you came in earlier. There's two tendons that run down there right beside each other. One of them was damaged, so they cut the bad part out because they couldn't fix it. Yeah. Threw, threw it away. Threw it in the garbage. And then the two loose ends that they had, they stitched to the good tendon. Uh, just to, I don't know. That one's doing the work of both of them now, I guess. Piggyback. And that's supposed to get rid of the pain. I, I don't know. We'll find out. That's crazy, man. That they can that. even think think of that shit. Like, well, they had to try it on somebody first, and they had to go all the like pretty deep <laughs> to get at it. You know, like it's in the middle of your ankle, so they got to get right in there, right down to the bone, cut mm. some ligaments to get at it, and then oh. stitch the ligaments back up. Really, that's disgusting. This is from a seventeen-year-old injury. Yeah, it was a really old injury that that healed okay, I guess. Like six weeks of in an air cast when it happened, it was a bad sprain, but they didn't diagnose the the tendon at that point. And then now I'm getting older, and it started to bother me a while ago. <laughs> until and then it started to bother me all day, every day. So that, then I finally went in. Yeah, and got him to look at it. Yeah. Crazy. Have you ever? Uh, so don't get old is the is the key to it. Eh? Yeah, that's okay. You you can get old. Do you think that it's carrying weight? That was the problem. It could be, but <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I can tell you, my good leg is suffering now. Right, your good you know, leg is. Yeah. You, Dave came rolling in here. I think people, this it needs to be noted. <laughs> yeah, that Dave came rolling in here on what I can only describe as. Uh, we might have to put it in. The yeah, put a picture. We'll have it to put a picture of it. I've never scooter. seen anything like this. It's a, some sort of a scooter, but it's not a scooter like you'd imagine, like people b- buzzing around Walt Disney World on or nothing like at the mall or. There's no motor on it. There's no motor. It's not a Segway. It's a four wheel. It's a four wheeled with a basket <laughs> and a handbrake. 
And the seed has got like what like looks like she- wool. Looks, yeah. yeah, it looks like a sheep, sheep wool, like the one, like the one from uh, the Dumb and Dumber. They're driving around the dog car. Yeah. It looks like that's on yeah. your seat. It's yeah. a nice thick wool cover on the seat. It's some sort of, and you came very ne- comfortable kneeling on it. And this is instead of crutches. Yeah, it is way better than crutches. You raise your hand up when you're using crutches. You can't. Your hands are always on the crutches. You can't use. You can't move anything around from point A to point B because your hands are always on the crutches. So now, I can put stuff in the basket <laughs> <laughs> if I need to move it. Right. And then I just. You even got a handbrake. Scoot along. Oh, now, yeah. would you go to the grocery store with that thing? I went to the grocery store this week and I used one of those motorized. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. No. The motorized shopping carts. It was awesome. Oh, Honestly, it was the best Man. thing. That ever. sounds like I set you up for that. Yeah. That, uh, that I you knew that it's a pre-interview. No. You really did that. I really did. Yeah. And and I, there was, I met the other two people who were using them in the store and we had a nice chat. I had a nice chat with both of them. Really? We yeah. Pulled up in the parking lot. Of Let the... me guess, you're all shopping in ice cream or something. <laughs> <laughs> One guy I met in produce. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you doing in produce? He's buying some potatoes. Yeah, right. Sorry, Blizz. <laughs> no, not you. The the other guy who's obviously like some sort of one-legged. The other guy uh, broke his kneecap it. in a motorcycle accident. Really? Yeah. Oh, so he, it looked, wasn't? he looked totally fine, and he said, I don't care what people think about me. I like this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a middle-aged thin guy. No, no uh, he didn't have like. He was wearing regular clothes. Looked like he just walked in, sat down on the thing. <laughs> Took a first spin. It's yeah. got a great basket. It's easy on his knees. Yeah, this thing's great. I haven't even thought about using it before. I'm hoping not to, but now I'm going to be curious. Like, anyone can just take it for a spin, you know? Yeah, you just got to go to the counter and ask for the key. <laughs> I would I would gimp it up a bit if I was you. That's bad karma if you use it. Yeah, <laughs> just limp over just so I could try it. Well, what's the I benefit of it again? Key. It's like a. You just sit in and push the go button. It's like a. It's you sit in it. Yeah, it's like one of those scooters. Like, uh, but it's got a basket. It's got a grocery cart on the front. How do you get the stuff on the top shelf? Oh, that's you can't. You got to ask people for help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a very humbling experience, for sure. No, is there any temptation to milk milk your injury? Uh, no, not really. Did you bring a helmet? Be as independent as possible. Does <laughs> it bother you? Does it bother you? Not not, the, not, to, not to be independent. It does a bit, yeah. Yeah, it is tough. I gotta ask my kids for help all the time. Stuff that I would just buzz around the kitchen doing when I'm like cooking supper is now I gotta do laps and only turn left <laughs> around the kitchen island. <laughs> yeah, Paul. I was I went to Paul's house when Paul uh, hurt his ankles, and uh, he had his three boys there. Uh, who were really hot, like really, uh, you know, sensitive to the fact that Paul was incapacitated by his two feet being hurt. They didn't give any two shits about him. Eh? <laughs> they were like, uh, they were like, uh, they were saw weakness in him, and they just like, uh, they just like preyed on it. And they knew he was always like one step away from grabbing him and kicking the shit out of him. Payback. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, he's like the old lion. <laughs> Just yeah. fighting off the prey. I remember one time my dad got <laughs> his. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was one time my dad got a hockey puck in the face, you know, and it broke his jaw, so he had to get his jaw wired shut. And uh, uh, we he couldn't yell at us. 
because his jaw was wet and shut. You can only get like this. Right? He's like drinking soup out of a straw and stuff like that. And we're all like, and we're all, it's, we, it was total weakness, eh, on her dad's part. And I remember thinking, like, we can get away with He can't even give us, like, can't even yell at us, eh, as long as we can outrun him. Yeah, we got him for a couple weeks. But we're going to get our ass kicked when he, when he gets this jaw unwired somehow. Somehow you shut the mouth down of the guy, and then, it, then he it, it somehow became less effective. You can't beat your kids all the time is my point. <laughs> Sometimes you need verbal abuse. Sometimes, Sometimes verbal, verbal abuse is, the way, is what you need, the way to go, yeah, exactly. Take it's the what, high road. Yeah, less bruises. They're all inside bruises. We're not for bruises, we're for vocal <laughs> abuse. Yeah. You know what we should do before we get to our great guests today is we should get to a little segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Hey, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. They're <laughs> Lanch. Uh, if you want to go do your Christmas shopping, actually, today is the American Thanksgiving, which Woo. is, uh, I think, when they stopped killing uh, Native Americans for a day or two to eat turkey. Is that how it was in their history? I don't remember. I think so. Something like that. I think they showed, they, they were like, how about we stop giving you diseased blankets and and let's just have a nice sweet potato pie. Let's share. Right? right? Share. That's nice. Anyway, so it's in, so tomorrow is Black Friday, and then there's Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. Great Christmas shopping days to get great <laughs> deals of the year. You know, Cyber Monday is a good one. You go on live from the DutchHall.com, you click on the Amazon banner, you do Christmas shopping, Bob's your uncle, packages get <laughs> delivered to your house. Well, see you later. <laughs> see you later, and you're like, all I... All I did was go on the live from the Dutch Hall website, click on the Amazon banner, and do right my Christmas right. shopping. So easy. How does that help with the show? Well, it does. They give us a check in the mail, God damn it. Yeah. And that money goes to buy uh, things like lighters and whatnot, some cords. We should actually come up Gables, with a Christmas headphones. list. We, we should come up with a Christmas list and put mm-hmm. it on Amazon. We should. Let yeah. listeners. Uh, Wish list yeah, stuff that we Dutch want Hall. from Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Ship it right to the hall. Yeah, and people can give the give us buy it for Christmas. Yeah. Not only will we get the gift, we'll also get a little kickback from Amazon if they click it's on the Amazon. It's a win-win win for us. We're not getting married, but we could use some things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's, win be let's be honest. Uh, everyone can nice use some things. Yeah, registry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we should make a Dutch Hall registry. We should see sure. that. Yeah. Let's do it. Simple. Can we do it for uh, like other things? We should say. Why not? Well, we're having a third anniversary come up. In a couple weeks, big deal. What we need to do? Three years of this show. You know, we should. uh, uh, So that's Amazon. We should also give a shout out to VG Meats. Oh yeah. You know what? Got a big fat check in the mail today from VG Meats. No way. Big fat. No way. Oh yeah. You know what? Even it's going. You know how? You know I got this money. People went to the Life from the Dutch Hall website, clicked on the VG Meats coupon, went in and bought some freezer meats like steaks and uh, ground, and uh, ground beef and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, they bring it home. They cook it up for their family, feed their family. That's nice. Family lives. Family likes it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Food's good. Some of the money comes back and helps Life from the Dutch Hall. It's win for everybody, right? That's awesome. So there's another thing you can do. And the other thing you can do is support 
Van Dyke Party Services. This is one of the greatest uh, services going in the, in the world today, really. Let's say you got something coming up like a Christmas, a uh, staff Christmas party. Staff Christmas parties are never pleasurable for everybody. Maybe, to be honest with you, there's like probably half the crowd that really likes work. They're called the women. <laughs> right? The other how the other half of the crowd doesn't like work the work. That's the, those are the real sane people like men that are like, why am I spending my personal time with fucking people I work with? Right? I don't like these people. I hate the fact I spend eight hours a day with them. Why am I spending now my free time at a Christmas party with the people I don't give a shit about? Going out of his way. His right? or her way. This is not my Very idea of a party, a Christmas party, you know? Oh, look at this guy. So-and-so brought her husband who's now pissed drunk and uh, <laughs> trying, to, trying to grab my wife's tent. This is a great Christmas party, right? I don't enjoy it at all, right? But you know what would make it better? Between five and 29 Van Dyke first cousins. Because they could take care of that. They'll take care of all that business. When we're grabbing your wife's tits, we do it charmingly. With smiles and nice <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so that's what you do. You go, Between 5 and 29 Van Dyke cousins will come to your party wearing bright yellow jackets. And now, live from the Dutch Hall, uh, caps. Man. Yeah, with St. Van Dyke Party Services right in the back, brought to you by our good friends at Clean Flow. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Clean Flow. So awesome. And, Beautiful uh, hats. If you're not 100% satisfied, well, all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we'll return your $100. But uh, those, ex- uh, we forgot the expenses part. Well, you know what they can Plus do. the expenses, but they've run through our bodies and potentially yours. Fandic Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Uh, brought to you by Clean Flow. If you want to get a hold of us, <laughs> it's live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. That will get Fandic Party Services to come to your house. So far, only one gig. 100% satisfied customer. Yep. That's all I can say Just about gotta that. got to find the rest of the coats. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> so we ask for feedback from our listeners every week. And uh, we've got a lot of new, new listeners this week from all over the place. All right. Uh, we got some from Ingersoll, and we got some from, we got one from St. Peter, Petersburg, Russia. Oh. <laughs> you know, we were actually, I, forget, I keep forgetting to mention this. We briefly... Hit the charts on Cast Market. You can see the comedy charts all over the world, eh? We briefly, we, we were on the Polish charts for a period of time. We fell off the Polish charts oh, now. Charts. We have fallen <laughs> off the charts. Man. But we all of a sudden hit the charts in one country in Central America where we were a big deal. Wow. Right? We made the top 100 comedy shows. Woo. Was it Panama? It was not Panama. It was the Dirty Reeks. Oh, really? The Costa Ricans. Wow. Loved us for like a week. I got notices that we were in the top hundred or whatever, and now we've fallen out of favor. I keep forgetting to talk about yeah, it. dirty old reeks. The dirty old reeks. They somehow we maybe they were listening to me and they were like, oh, they're not talking about the reeks, right? So now we'll talk about the Costa Ricans, right? They're, they're do they have coffee? I don't know. They got rainforest cashews. I think they do have they have cashews? cashews? I think they grow cashews there. Hmm. Well, let's go with that. Ah, great cashews there <laughs> in Costa Rica. Some of the best. Some of the best. See if we can get back on sought the charts after. there. They're sought after. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know why we, why we were so big there, but I, I don't imagine the podcast seems huge there. We should That would be a great tour. I don't imagine the internet is huge there. 
<laughs> no, I don't imagine it either. You know, um, Paul, we, Paul, you think you could drive that bus to Costa Rica? <laughs> fucking right, I could. Nice. You gotta make it right apart. Can't be worse than the hills of uh, Mono. Oh, good God, the Mono Hills. All right, we get it. We get feedback in lots of different ways. We got uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah blah blah, Snapchat, uh, whatever, LinkedIn, internet, whatever you can do. This time it was Facebook again. Mm. We got oh, some uh, feedback from a girl by the name of Jen Demers. Jen Demers. Oh, good old Jen. Yeah, old well, high school uh, friend. This feedback was so good that I had to put it out. I, I I forwarded it so people could see it because it was so long, yeah. and she put so much work into it. But I'm going to take the time to read it. She says, there's something to be said for breaking the perception of the daily grind. I went to high school with two of the men that perform, create, and build this show. It is rogue, edgy, and I don't know what this means, but the rude entertainment. I don't know if it was a spelling mistake. The rude, like D-E-R-U-D-E? No, the root. Oh, the root. Hmm. I don't know what that means. I think it was like a... It means fucking awesome. I think it means good, though. Root. And she says both audio and visual is going, uh, which are, are visual. You know, it was going a, a couple of years ago. <laughs> we haven't done. We got Facebook Live now, and that's about it. Uh, both Dave and Pete were on my high school bus. Did you remember riding the bus with Jen Demers? I, not until she said it, and then it uh, came back. It to came you. back to you. Eh? Yeah. I didn't remember we picked anyone up. I only thought we stopped. The same thing. It came back to me a little bit. I thought they just. We were too busy smoking cigarettes in the back. Yeah. It's not one of our bus drivers that smoked cigarettes on the yeah. bus. Rick, I think his name was. <laughs> he had a beard. <laughs> it's a 45-minute bus ride, man. Yeah, just put the windows down. How, <laughs> a time to go how is a 16-year-old kid supposed to get to school 45 minutes without smoking a cigarette? <laughs> right? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Where do you think you're driving this fucking bus from? You know, like this is from coming from fucking Waterford. You know? I love Lumberton County. Yeah, we're in Norfolk we're in County. We, we're fucking smoking butts. We're smoking butts on the bus. <laughs> we cracked the window. We're not animals. <laughs> Some respect. <laughs> Anyways, both Dave and I were on the high school bus, and we were always—they were always what I referred to as intellectually sarcastic, <laughs> right? Intellectually sarcastic, right? I, that's a compliment, right? I think it is. It says that we're somehow smart when we talk about dicks and such. <laughs> we do it in such a, in, in an intelligent way. I don't understand. What that, I don't understand how anyone can say that uh, we were in, that we're intelligent. <laughs> God bless her, though. God bless her. Thank you. And uh, we were kind to her. It says, and they were kind to me when I was a new girl from the city on a on a country bus in grade eleven. Uh, to all of my broadcasting and journalist friends, I encourage you to listen to their podcast because I think you can learn some things. You hear that, Whoa. journalists and broadcasters, oh, real yeah. ones? Oh fuck yourselves, we're way better. <laughs> right, right? Isn't that what she's saying? I think that's exactly what she said. Yeah, that's what she said. You know what I did? I went into my face. Uh, my Facebook into my yearbook. Oh, really? I looked up a picture of Jen Demers, grade eleven. Uh, Jen and the Demers. pages were stuck together. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right on her face. I set them up and <laughs> knocked them down. No, but I was just going to say she looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. That's a good. Hasn't changed a day. Hasn't changed a bit. Well, that's a nice that's compliment. Amazing. I think you're just you're you're you're. I think she changed a little bit. <laughs> right? Like she has to have. 
Well, I guess she's older like we are. Yeah, but you, you wouldn't know it by looking at her. Same haircut that you had in <laughs> 1990s, what you're saying. She didn't change a bit. Same style, glasses, same everything. She's just stuck in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I think that's or, not a compliment. Or you anything can, else. Anyways. Hmm. <laughs> I will not put anything in your mouth again. <laughs> uh, to all, Okay, I did that one already. To all my friends who like to laugh, tune in. These gentlemen, and this is, goes out to the other people on the show. These gentlemen, me and Dave, she's talking about, <laughs> deserve more accolades than they re- than they receive, and I hope they continue for many more years to come. That's from Jen Demers. So she well, is. Thank you, Jen. You hear that? We deserve more accolades. I think we do, but I don't. Know, I think that was maybe for collectively all of us. I'll give it to you, but oh, because of the well thought out the- feedback, I'm going to give you listener of the week, Jen. Oh, Thanks for making love to our ears. Mm. <laughs> but I got to tell you about uh, the ladies. When they tell, when they make a point, they get it out in long form. You know, I would in uh, <laughs> in uh, <laughs> male feedback I get is like a line. Male feedback. When I get a line like from a guy, like I like your show. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I eat steak. You're right. You guys Listen. are the real deal. <laughs> This one from Jen was like poetry, you know? It's got like a whole backstory, history. What was that word? Rogue? Rogue. I do like that. We're rogue. We're off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. We're not part of any fucking sort of machine, right, Steve? We have roots. Right? Roots. And layers. You have layers. That's right. And one of your layers is a nice new baseball cap. Oh, sure. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Man. Fly from the Dutch Hall on the front, right That's in the back. Good on you. Steve's a reluctant German. Yeah. You know what I like is our names on the back. So you know awesome. what I'm going to do when I when I go out with this hat on? Sometimes <laughs> I'm going to take it off. I'm just going to put it on the counter, leave it there, go do my dancing, whatever, my gallivanting. My wow. dancing. Yeah, sometimes I like to dance. You got a problem with that, Dave? No. And then uh, and then I'm going to come back, and if my hat's not there, if someone scooped my hat, right, there's no getting away with it because right in the back of it has my name. Custom can't, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, what? Can't steal a custom hat, you prick. Nope. Yeah. I like to see you take embroidering needle. out. You yeah. take goddamn embroidering out. Go get your fucking needle, <laughs> loser. Exactly. That's sweet. You get your name on a bat. I know. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Actually, we hear that we have representative from, uh, oh, shoot. We have a representative from CleanFlow coming in next for next week's show. Oh, are you what? kidding me? This is right. exciting news. Are we getting cars? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we're getting cars. You he wants to car. check up to see what we're doing with all of his products. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. So I did get a message from uh, I did get a message from CleanFlow, and they they asked if we could please mention Queensway Garage and Simcoe. Oh, oh sure, good Apparently, uh, yeah. we should. We, I would want to give a, a shout out to uh, Roger and Stan Jr. and uh, and Big Stan there at the Queensway Garage. Yeah, because apparently they're listeners of the show. And at Queensway Queensway uh, Garage, their doors are bigger. <laughs> are they, their doors are bigger, mm-hmm. so you can get in it's like bigger one. equipment and stuff. Damn straight. Oh yeah, that's where I get my e test done. There I'll you tell go. you that yeah, right I'm off too. the. That too. Yeah, that too. Big doors are good. Big doors are good. Fit everybody. 
Yeah, even Dave's hat. <laughs> right? I haven't tried, but you can take your scooter there. All right, so uh, what do I got to do? The only other guy we got to mention is our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. He gives us feedback. <laughs> that was a double. Your chunky loads run to my toes. I oh, it's supposed to be drips. Drips. <laughs> drips to my toes, I think it is. But what this is from that's from Mark Hagens. Good listener. Yeah, it took him a week to figure it out, but he finally got it. We yeah, were like, man. what rhymes with chunky loads? Chunky loads. <laughs> we did and we got it. Drips a, to your toes, yes. Your toes. It almost yeah, rhymes. Almost rhymes. It's an almost yeah. rhyme. It's close. Yeah, it's close. Bert Nair. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Haitian Dwarf gives gives us feedback every week on uh, iTunes, and this week is no exception. He gives us five stars. Calls this week's uh, feedback bartender one-liners. I quote: "I'm still trying to figure out how a girl who eats semen every morning is still single." <laughs> End of quote. Ha ha ha. <laughs> From right. the Haitian dwarf. That's his feedback. That's good feedback. Yes, yeah, he likes Paul. He likes likes true, Paul's one-liners. True story, though. It is a true story. <laughs> you know why a girl? Did we do this last week? But you know why a girl who uh, eats jizz every morning is single? Because she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she's jizz every morning. And I actually read more about that girl, and she actually used uh, jizz as a, a face face cream, as a beauty product. Well, that makes sense. And she said all the enzymes in it. It's light. that working out? It's light. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. And stretchy. That's right. Her skin is nice. And it's all, all of her big pores are just now full of, like, little sperm. People. Just smooth it all out. She's trying to find an egg. And then <laughs> Searching. Where's the egg? <laughs> it's in my cheek. All right, let's let's get on with our guests. Yes. <laughs> our guest this week has been on the show multiple times. He's been on. Uh, we 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 followed his career from the beginning, but we've always missed one crucial step. So we're happy to have him back in today. Uh, he's uh, he's he's uh, the proud owner of Lakeside Vista, which is a sponsor of our show. He's yeah. also the founder of Sticks and Picks. Uh, which is a charity that promotes music and sport for people who otherwise couldn't have an opportunity to do such things. Correct? In our community. In, uh, in our community. And he is a former NHL uh, right-winger or left-winger? Right-winger. Right-winger. Right and and, and uh, really a well-known enforcer, but also what I like to say is a goal scorer because I watched one game where he scored two goals. <laughs> wow, you don't watch much hockey. <laughs> you got the right I watched that game. I don't watch right my, game, my, my, my hockey, and I saw yeah, that one game where he scored two. So uh, so he's uh, my bre my brother-in-law and good friend Ryan Vandenbush is here. Let's hear it for you. I remember that game. I got 16 minutes of ice that game. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was telling the coach. Minutes. 16. I was used to about six or seven minutes of ice time. Right, a guy like Sidney Crosby plays 27 minutes, and uh, I was so fucking tired after 16. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go out there anymore. How many of those minutes were after the second goal? No, like, like it, were they for some to... reason it was the last game of the year with Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, Brian Sutter was coaching. And for some reason, it, uh, he just right off the hot. I started the game. First power play, uh, he put me on a power play, and I just got a regular shift right up the hop, and and then I scored early in the game. He just kept on rolling the lines, and 
Hot hand. Kept awesome. on putting me out there and had a few scoring chances. I almost got a hattie. But yeah, I was really close to a hat trick. Yeah. Everybody's feeding you up near the end, though. It was pretty pretty fun to watch. Sweet. All Swedish, no finish on that one. Then. <laughs> uh, so one, th- one thing we've never talked about, we, we've had you on the very first episode that we had you on. We talked about uh, the, the epic fights you've had with uh, Dennis Bonvey. We talked oh, about the, uh, the in uh, round two, I think we talked about the uh, fights that went back and forth between uh, you and uh, Stu Grimson. The Grim Reaper, mm-hmm. right? That was a great, yeah. a great battle, a, a great story. But the one story that we never talked about was really the, the a, a really a, uh, I would say a, um, a critical moment in your career. I would a game, say a game changer. A game changer was the fight that you had in a preseason game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, where where you were uh, squared off against Nick Kiprios, right? Mm-hmm. It's a really uh, and, and it ended up badly for Nick Kiprios, but it ended up changing your whole life didn't it yeah that, that was definitely a game changer um i'll never forget um you know that day leading up to it uh, i think i've talked about this before you know you always check the lineup and i was, I was in the minors three years prior to that this was my fourth year uh going go uh, pro and and i had to do something and um so i went to the lineup before the game and domi wasn't in the lineup so the next guy was Kiprio, so i knew what i was gonna do before the game and you know, at that level, everyone can skate, shoot, hit, you know, play the game pretty much. But you got to bring something a little extra. You know, so, you know, you got to be a prolific goal scorer or, or a hell of a penalty killer or whatnot. And, and my niche happened to be dropping the gloves. And, and uh, yeah, that was a scary one. So when you were – you're, you're, you're three years in the minors, right? Mm-hmm. You're new in Binghamton, or like or Binghamton, no. Binghamton, or you're you're new in the Rangers organization. No, this was my second year. So the year before, this happened in the fall of '97. So '96, '97 season, um, I, I got uh, one exhibition game, and then I went down to the minors, and then I got a taste of the um, uh, the NHL. I, had, I don't know, probably played I think 11 or 12 games, and then uh, where did you play? So I was in Binghamton that year. Okay, and you played yeah. eleven or twelve games up for yeah. the Rangers. Yeah, so that would have been my my third year, my fourth year pro, and then um, so then they signed me to uh, another contract after that summer, and so I went in that, that summer. Just you know, I I was so sick and tired of you know battle. I fought everybody in the minors already, and I just I, I knew I could play at that level. But like I said, a lot of people can play at that level. Yeah, just what else are you gonna bring to the table type thing, right? And. Um, so I went to training camp that year, and, and uh, I went in, in great shape. I won the overall fitness award, and, and then uh, so, you know, they got me into an exhibition game. And the previous year, I got in one exhibition game, and after the game, I was sent down. And then this year, I, I got an exhibition game, and, and uh, it was against Toronto, and Nick and I fought. And Let's just let's show the clip. Oh. So if, if this would be the time at home. If anyone is uh, wants to pause our show and queue up YouTube, you can go search uh, Ryan Vanderbush, Nick Kiprios. There's not much for footage because it's gruesome, but uh, but it's out there. But it's out there. It's like a 30 second clip, so I'm gonna play it. Just uh, if there's any buzzing, I apologize. <clears throat> from this game. Nick Kiprios, the ex-ranger in blue for Toronto, fighting Ryan Vandenbush. I've never seen anything like this in a hockey fight before. Vandenbush knocks Kiprios out with a vicious left. You'll see it in a moment. Kiprios will be unconscious as he hits the ice. And when Nick goes down to the ice hard, 
he hits his head, oh. totally unconscious, and the blood begins to stream out. Kiprios was taken off conscious. We have no further... Hey, Bush, I got a question. Are you... When you guys are tied up there, like, in between that fight, is... Is there anything said? Are you guys saying no? No, I was jogging for position. Just, you know, move, just you're, you're thinking I, ahead. I, yeah, and I'm yeah. just waiting for my next move. You guys like took a pause there. No, you're not chirping. Yeah. You're just. I hit him with up. a good one. Like if you re if you watch it real closely, it was, I I got him. Like, oh, got that him? blood didn't come from his mouth when he hit the, the ground. I, I I caught him right in the cheekbone, and I and I cut him right there. And that's before that. Blood. Before that, yeah. and then he then we kind of came in and together like that, and then I was jogging for position, okay. and he had shoulder pads on. It didn't break away, so yeah. I grabbed the front and pushed out and at the same time Got pulled it. in and, and, and threw it at the same that, time that that was cut open before yeah that's yeah, cut yeah. open before so and then all that blood in. came out of that out of the cheek i yeah i would imagine because oh. it, it was just already so you yeah. knew like you knew you got him with one before well, one, yeah, and then we kind of then he brought me in right yeah, and then yeah. that's okay so but bring you're me okay in with so I, I, yeah so yeah. bring me in that i can jockey for position again yeah. boom and i'm just waiting and yeah so like when you're uh um, when you, you look, when you hit the guy and you hit him the good one, you were like skating away immediately. So you knew you got him. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Would, and then how, what do you feel like when you're at that moment? Well, there's so many emotions going through your body at that time. I mean, you fight in front of you know the Madison Square Garden is what fifteen, eighteen thousand people, and so of course your your adrenaline's like just oozing, right? Right. And, and then uh, and then you do something like that. It's like, okay, yeah. But then you look behind him, he's still not getting up. And then it gets like, oh, this this is this is not what it's about. This is a little scary, but, um, you know, turn out be okay. But it wasn't a good feeling. No, it changes pretty quick. Right. Because right? you then, guys are, then, you, you, that could easily have been you. Well, absolutely. Like, there's so many times where, you know, it's just, it's, it, was a, it was a lucky shot. And I got it in there. And it, like I said, like you say, it could have been me. And um, it's just, you don't want to see anybody get injured like that. It's just a nasty way to go. But uh, he's fine now. He's. Uh, I think he helped yeah, him out financially. Yeah, you know yeah. what? At the end of the day, he's a real winner, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. That's right. Jesus. His wife's probably still sour with you, though, because. <laughs> oh no. Well, it's a different when it's when it's your like your yeah. like Lisa probably wouldn't be too pleased with anyone that's got the best or better you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it was like because like you you fought in a different to me to in a different class than he did. Like so it was like. You know, he was that guy that night, but like, he wasn't. Kip, Kipper's not cons wasn't considered a heavy. He was trying was he, to like. He was well, trying. I think you fought like the Grim Reaper. Like, is he fighting? Yeah, but he fighting see, those guys. Yeah, too? I was a rookie in the, you know, coming up, he, and I was trying to get established. He's already established in the NHL. I think he was about thirty-two yeah, years yeah. old. He was, yeah, old. was, he was 20, trying to. Yeah, trying I was twenty-three. To hang or, on. I was twenty-four. So he wanted to prove he was still. Right, he so he's trying to keep, keep his, his job. job. Okay. That's right, okay, cool. Yeah, he yeah, wanted yeah. to keep his cool. job, and I'm trying to get a job. Yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah. you know, I'm very yeah. hungry. I went in the camp in, the, in great shape. They weren't going to cut me because I was not in shape, because that's something I can control, right? That's one thing you. Yeah, can... so I, I went in there in great shape, and I was ready to rock and roll with. Yeah. With I was going to do whatever, whatever it took who, to it get. It didn't matter who it was. There right? as yeah. a permanent spot, because I got a taste of it the year before, and I really liked it. <laughs> I wanted more I of go that. Back to that. Yeah, yeah. You're sitting on the bench with like Messier. Right. Right, yeah, like, like my first year in 96, 97, I'll never forget my first game in Buffalo, December 13th, 
And, uh, you know, here I am sitting on a bench. I look to my right, there's mess, and then I look to my left, there's Gretzky, and I'm like, Jesus, I grew up watching these. I was six years old when these guys broke in the league. Yeah, that's like, yeah. And now I'm playing with them? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. That's and they had just won the, <laughs> Not from the, a kid from Delhi. No. Crazy. <laughs> and they had just won the cup a couple of years before. Right. right? That's right. So it was yeah. like a pretty hot market. Well, we had a so. good team on paper, and we just kind of shit the bed, but. And the, but the 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 crowd in New York would have been into the Rangers then too. Oh, right? absolutely! Yeah, there's because, a lot of movie stars there, and because they were really excited. So like, mm-hmm. you're going from like, you're going right into the, like the really the the bright lights of the big. Leagues, I was going right? from St. John's, Newfoundland, you know, <laughs> partying with the newbies with our great people, and and then to Binghamton, New York, and then right to you know Manhattan. Yeah. And uh, getting on your own plane, and you know, you got these lazy boy chairs, and you got great buffet on. It was just unbelievable how they traveled uh, compared to the 12 hour bus trips, you know, in the middle of the night, (laughs) playing three and three. And uh, it's just, yeah. So, you you know, and and, and don't forget about the pay, too, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a little different from the minors (laughs) to the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. What do they do with you when you're a rookie? Is they they burn you for dinners? Is that is that all? And all teams, or is that just certain teams? <clears throat> no, or, no. Every every team has their tradition where they, you know, there's a rookie dinner, there's a rookie meal. That they, all that they take all the rookies out, and and then uh, yeah, they got to fork the bill. They got to pay the bill. So yeah. then it everyone... all depends what team you're on because some bills are just outrageous, and then sometimes it gets in the papers, and they're very very careful on that kind of stuff now because. And it does make sense. Like, why are you throwing away? Like, why are you buying thousand dollar bottles of champagne and all this bullshit? You don't right, right. Get a bottle of whiskey. And all it is is that one guy got burned when he was a rookie, so he wants to get back at the new rookies or something like that. It's kind of like one of those. Well, that's that's exactly right. And that's where the hazing. That's where I had to stop too, because I'll never forget my first year of major junior A in Cornwall. The hazing was ridiculous. I mean, I was disgusted. And then the following year, you know, we had a new coach, and it just stopped like that. And I was like, well, that's kind of you know. It's, it's, why do I have to do well, that? Well, yeah, it, it's kind of it happened to me, but but you know you get over it, and and uh, it's just it, yeah, it should never have been that way. But I was right there when it stopped. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we were right on the cusp of that yeah. hazing business. Like even like with the high school, mm-hmm. there used to be like the grade nine stuff, you know, like the old uh, days and confused, you know, paddling or whatever, or mm-hmm. you know, duct tape a person to the football post or something like that. And I'd hear stories about that when I was in grade school. You know, when I go to high school, you're going to get, you know, like a grade nine initiation, I think mm-hmm. they called it, right? But uh, I never, it never happened to me, at least in my school. Did it happen at years? No, they used to even shave your head uh, as a rookie for football, and they made, they stopped that. Oh, yeah. We weren't allowed to shave rookies' heads anymore. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you got yours shaved, right? Yes. On the sides, I remember. Not oh, the yeah. whole head, just your sides, like two strips. Yes. <laughs> and you couldn't cut your mullet or anything to make it look better. You had to just keep it looking stupid. You, that mullet looked good, Pete. <laughs> 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 the mullet with two big strips out of the oh, side. Oh, it was sick. Yeah, you come shoot. What would you, what'd you play in football? Uh, corner linebacker. Oh, yeah? You're, you're a defense guy? Yes. Defense? Defense. I yeah. got run over by running backs. That was my job. Oh, really? Belly around and let a big guy run you over. So how did how did the veterans treat the rookies in football? I was, I had good veteran, but I had bags and hassle and them. Oh, my, my buddies. So, yeah. <laughs> so they were good, good to you. Yeah, it was yeah. I never had to go through anything like that. Charters, you have to go through any hazing no, or anything. I never like did. That? No. You just just the stuff 
Once in a while, when you add shampoo in your hair and add hockey, they'd piss on you or something in the shower. But <laughs> that's about yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. always one of yeah. those guys. Yeah. That's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Who hasn't been pissed on time or two? Yeah, that's right. What are you, yeah. loser? Bush is just nodding his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, it's all time. Oh, that's Bush League, that's, yeah. yeah. That's Bush League that's fucking bread. Should I try drinking piss <laughs> with beer? Yeah. Just stupid <laughs> shit. I got a question about uh, about hockey today. And I've been watching the Leafs play this year, and I think they're great. It's, like, super fun to watch. They're scoring all kinds of goals, and the talent's incredible. But I saw a couple things happen in some recent games that, like, I just shake my head at. I don't understand it. One was the Leafs were playing Edmonton a, uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, Connor McDavid charged net, and he, like, took an extra jab at the at the puck. The goalie was covering it up or whatever. And um, one of the Leaf players, like, put him in a headlock beside the net. And you know what happened? What? Nothing. No Edmonton <laughs> player came in. Like, that's their star player. Yeah. Nobody came in to defend him or anything. Yeah. yeah was, that's a problem. That was just the end of it. And then just this week, I was watching – last night, I was watching the Leafs play uh, – they were playing yeah, the Devils Carolina. last night. Yeah. The Devils, yeah. And uh, there's one play. There's, like, three Devils in the blue ice all over the goalie and nothing. Nobody nobody came in. The, the mm. announcers are even commenting on how, he like, you know, you were hand-to-hand – Ten years ago, if you were in that that blue ice, and now, yeah. now it's like nothing. The yeah. generation so. of pussies, Dave. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's what it is. Like, there's like more, we're, more we're seeing guys get hit with pucks and and taking thirty seven stitches, coming back out and scoring the game winner. That happened with the blue the Blue Jackets uh, yeah. last week. But I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Well, it's slowly evolving to a different game. Um, slowly, it's happening over the years, though. And uh, I don't think it'll ever be gone, but. God, nothing surprises me now with Donald Trump as a fucking president of the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. I don't know, Dave. It, I think, uh, you know, you know my stance on it. Like, if someone's taking liberties on whether it's my teammate or a family member, you know what I mean? They should get their fucking ass kicked. It's that simple. Don't, don't take liberties on anybody like that. Yeah. Don't take advantage of people, you know? Like, there's a consequence for being that way. Yeah, and and you know maybe if they had that in politics, we wouldn't have so much, so many corrupt corrupt politicians in this fucking world. <laughs> it's so punched out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no penalty. That'd be great no though penalty. if you're watching yeah. Parliament and you're watching the minors. Minor penalty. Yeah. Take five. Yeah, take yeah. five. That'd be great. Yeah, you go to watch Parliament. And there's a there's like argument back and forth, and all of a sudden Five there's minutes. just like one bruiser stands up from like Carlton <laughs> Place, you know, yeah. just starts like punching Trudeau. I'm like I don't care much yoga you do, but everyone's got to see the truth, though, right? You know, like maybe yeah. like there's always you know his side, her side, and the truth. But you know, with social media now, like do you believe everything on social media? But man, it's an easy way to communicate with people, and you look what's happening out in. Uh, what do they call it? Big Rock, North Dakota there? Big Rock or Standing Rock. Standing Rock? Yeah. Holy crap, man. What's happening there? I don't know. They're trying to put pipelines yeah. through their, the, oh, the native yeah. land there under the, uh, is it the Mississippi River? Yeah, they're yeah. going crazy about it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, the, the, the natives, the locals there are standing up and they're not taking it. And they only got that one little piece to finish. And it's a, I don't know how many billion dollar project. And they just need another, like, I think that 2,000 feet of this pipeline and it's got to go underneath the river and they will not budge. And now the, now the government's in there, they're pelting these people off, shooting uh, rubber bullets at their heads, yeah. well, tear gas, spraying them with sub freezing water, you know, and just, yeah. get, you know, they don't care. They want that land. 
Yeah, and well, it's it. big. It's big money at, at stake. Eh? Do you ever notice that that since Trudeau's been in, it's been big time uh, catering to. He's been really vocal about native issues and stuff like that. Yep. He's been really like uh, trying to be like the one guy that builds those bridges with the uh, with the native communities and stuff like that. Yep. This is all for the pipeline. <laughs> That's the only reason yep. he's doing it. It's all for the pipeline. He's trying to get good with the native communities so that he can build that oil pipe. Uh, or that gas pipeline. But that's pipeline not a bad thing necessarily, you know? No. Good, good relationships. And he says there's going to bring them industry in and bring them better infrastructure and all that stuff to make their communities better. Yeah. Whether that, whether it's a pipeline or not, that's a better way to do business with anyone, I think, than... Uh, yeah, but it'd be nice to think he's just being doing the right thing for the natives. So he's got an ulterior motive. Because it's the right thing to do. By being the way he is. Right. For his benefit... Or- his, it, his benefit and the small percentage of the people's benefit that are not going to benefit. Like, but how about the majority of the people? Like, how how is Donald Trump going to help the majority of the people in the United States? Well, the majority of them, like say the blue collar people, uh, from what I understand, there a lot of people are struggling to pay their. The idea, is, I think, what what it, we're seeing, and it's not just in the United States, but it's in Western countries. Like, um, if you go to Europe and stuff like that, there's a bunch of Trump esque characters that are leading countries in europe now and and the 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 main thing is to go to to, and you look at what brexit uh uh, great britain did with the brexit thing there's a movement towards protectionism again where it's not a global there's a pull away from globalization where they don't want to this is getting a little deep but you know they don't want globalization it's it uh, it's scaring them they're seeing them losing manufacturing jobs to china and India and, and, uh, and places like that, and they want to see that those manufacturing jobs stay in, in Canada, stay in the United States, or stay in England and all those places, right? So they go more, more to tariffs and, you know, protect your borders and do things inter- internally and stuff like that. Canada's not interested in that. We're trying to go global because we got a bunch of fucking wood and water and, you know, Beer, stuff like yeah. that, and we don't want to process anything ourselves. It's a fucking thing. We've we've never done anything good ourselves. Like we always give it to somebody else to make good, and we buy it back. <laughs> See, yeah, why can't that change? Well, that's We're the thing. Like, like that's the that's the rhetoric. Like, that's the rhetoric. Let's create some jobs here. Well, that's the rhetoric that Trump's saying right now is he yeah. wants to keep things there and create the jobs. Yeah. And he took credit already for the uh, the Chrysler plant or you know or something that, or a Chevy plant that moved to Kentucky from Mexico. He said that was his thing, or something that stayed there. It was because he called it Ford. It was a Ford, uh, Ford plant. Yeah, bring it. He brought it back to Kentucky, or whatever. And he's taking credit for that already, saying that's kind of his thing, right? But um, whether or not it's going to work, we'll see. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's definitely a pullback. It's and, and it's going to make Canada weaker uh, having Trump there because we're going so far from him. We're going into all these like taxes and stuff for carbon and yeah. and uh they're not going to be doing any of that so we're going to become way more expensive place to do business canada is so i i think there's going to be manufacturing moving from canada to the u.s during trump's pregnant uh pregnancy, pregnancy. pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call this it's, pregnancy. The, it's the worst pain on earth trump watch out <laughs> yeah <laughs> ready for that head hmm. callback charters i like it i don't think trudeau's that stupid i think he's gonna figure it out well it's not it's yeah I think so. Well, I think there ha- you have to. You you have to become competitive again. So there's going to yeah. be. It's going to definitely soften his uh, 
the things he's trying to do because he's got to now compare us to yeah. the U.S. which is going to become. I liked what you said a couple of shows ago about uh, you know get, bring Child Labor back into Canada here. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm like, all if for they it. want a job, like I, that's how we made a living. Like, that's how I could afford my clothes going back to school. Yeah, I got you know? two kids and they're both at working age. I think they're yeah. 12 and 14, and they or 13 and 14, and uh, they both want to work, and they should both should be allowed to. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. No, they should have been doing it since they've been eight. Nothing wrong with priming tobacco when you're, yeah. You yeah, know, I don't grade, think so. Grade eight, nine. You got a strong back still. You know, all you're going to get is a nice, strong wrist for the wrist shot. Bozy, how's your gang this How did you make out this year in terrible. your wrist? Yeah? Terrible. I made yeah. out terrible in my gang. Oh, no, why? Because <laughs> they're a bunch of assholes. Except oh. for one guy. Jamaicans, Mexicans? What? Trinidad and Tobago. Tr- Trinidadians. Oh. Trinidad, yeah. Is that? Okay. And Tobago. Don't forget to. Yeah, I actually had a couple of toboggans on my uh, team this <laughs> the toboggans. year. Toboggans. Toboggans. You know what they were? What? They were privileged. Uh-huh. They came here, and I don't know what they tell them when they go, but the old guy I've had for like seven years, great guy, my best worker, but the other guys are like, they come here and ah, they don't want to do it. I don't know if I'm going to really want to do that. Like, really? That's Jesus. What, oh, it's crazy. That's crazy. You so what do you any, what do you do for next year? You got a different. You switch it up again. You switch it it's up. It's real yeah. unfortunate. Well, you, you get keep some. Yeah, up. yeah. It's like picking a, a, a any kind of team. So like, do you uh, have to go with the? Can you get a mixture of Trinidadian Jamaicans? Well, you can. I, I could do that, but the problem is when you mix them, they sometimes get pissed off at each right. other. Gang wars. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you gonna? So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna back just, to, I'm just gonna stick with it one more year, and if it yeah. doesn't work out, I then you know might, you're done with that race, right? Yeah, I might. Move on to another one. <laughs> you know what, Bush? Simple as that. Yeah, simple as that. Uh, some That's nice, no good line. old Norfolk County. Yeah, That's no line right there. It's a step. It's funny. I don't know why you guys are laughing. That's the <laughs> fucking truth. What, what about some locals? Can you like? Can any kids? Uh, uh, I like, wish. I wish. Eighteen. The local kids won't. This is what you were just coming back to. Yeah. Right. Like. If you started working when you're 12 in tobacco, and by the time you're 18, you're a veteran, you know how you can make the money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We can't hire them till they're 18. Yeah, that's sad. Like, if they could work and realize, like, holy shit, I just got to work for, like, three months, I, I can pay for everything for a year. They're so ruined by the time they're 18. Yeah, they're not allowed to do anything. Especially if they so, haven't worked. Someone yeah. told yeah, me yeah. Uh, a, a stat, I don't know, I, I, I didn't <laughs> check it up, but per capita, Norfolk County put the most players in the NHL. Per capita, they got guys like Blakey and Emerson and Chico Mackey and Red Kelly and Rob Blake and Ryan Van Burles and all these guys, right? And and something in common with all of them, they all worked in tobacco. Yeah, yeah. almost. I think there's ninety percent of them, anyways. You know what? That goes with with more than just hockey and in, in manufacturing too. Years ago, the 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 people that we wanted to hire were all like farm kids. Yeah. They're they were the best. Absolutely, the best workers for sure. Well, you get that work ethic in you, and you don't think of it of work as being something foreign. It's like just yeah. something ingrained into part you. Part of your day. Yeah. Part of your day, yeah. So you just you... Like when I wake up, I gotta work hard, and then you know, yeah, it, it pays off eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think we all learned a lesson here well, today. What's that, Pete? Well, you gotta work hard. You can't be a pussy, like charters. <laughs> two weeks. You said one week it was two. Right, you said three. You, yeah, one time I you said thirteen only. weeks. It was not. It was only twelve. <laughs> right. I'm just that telling you. You make promises. What I think you should do is under promise and over deliver, and so that's the opposite of what oh, you're doing. Yeah. 
Anyways, charters, we've all learned that today, is that you're a disappointment. Yes. But I also, I want to thank everyone for coming in. We've hit our hour mark. Wow. Went quick, eh? It's a quick one. Yeah. So I think uh, if, if we'd like to, you can reach out and give us some feedback. Ryan, thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks for It's always a pleasure to have you. Sticks and Picks, people can look it up on. Sticksandpicks.com, yep. Sticksandpicks.com. And uh, I'm actually playing a couple gigs this weekend if you're listening. Yeah, Norwich. Uh, Norwich. I'm at the Blue Line Room. At what time, Pete? Norwich Community Center at what time? 10 o'clock. 10 yes. o'clock, come out. At 10 o'clock after the Merchants game. Yep. It's uh, upstairs in the Blue Line Room. It's a great lineup. Mm-hmm. And Matt Ferguson, friend of the sh- uh, friend of the show, former guest, just won a big comedy award. Want to give him a shout out. He's going to be at the Blue Line Room as well. Awesome. And uh, headlined by Black Zeus. <laughs> and uh, Shazma's hosting. Yeah, uh, Brandon McIntosh is going to be on that one, so it's a good one. And uh, so come out there. It's a free show just at the Blue Line Room. And uh, you buy beers, and some of that money is going to help out the arena and stuff like that. Yeah, the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm also at the Vapor Lounge in Niagara Falls. Vapor Trails, sorry. Vapor Trails in Niagara Falls doing the clam bake. It's an all-female show. I am the man <laughs> clam candy. Bake. Clam bake. <laughs> clam bake, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> So uh, until uh, anything else to plug anybody? Big- I want to thank the Bauer First Shift kids that came out. Forty-five kids yeah. that never skated before, and never had equipment on before. Well, some of them skated on ponds and and a couple of times, but other than that, these guys never wore hockey equipment. And the best part of that was Bozy, is <laughs> there was this one kid that couldn't stand up, kept on falling, and the whole time he had a smile on his face. This doesn't <laughs> even hurt. <laughs> He's I smiling away. That's awesome. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is awesome. You mentioned that Ryan's running a program for kids that haven't had a chance to skate, and like nobody no like notices what he does for the community. These kids didn't have a chance if if Ryan wasn't well, putting them out there and saying, "Hey, let's let's get these kids that don't get a chance to skate. Not only do they get a chance to skate, but they get like values taught to them. Like they, they they're gonna be." leaders in their communities it's it's a great thing the goal is to get more of those kids playing the game of hockey or any team sports great but i'm a little partial to hockey and and if we can get you know 40 45 kids a year you know that's then that's what sticks and picks is about too is you know is getting those kids playing at the grassroots level and and just getting them through the system and and having fun and having life memories exactly friends forever like awesome unbelievable yeah team sports well, it's great. It's a it's a good thing you're doing, and I'm happy to see, happy to support it with the show. Uh, other than that, uh, reach out to us live from DutchLGML.com, Facebook, Twitter, blah blah blah. And other than that, we'll see you NT. See you next Thursday. Woo. sound way better when it's all of you. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Paul. Thanks, Paul. Good show, guys. <laughs> we really suck when it's only two. Yeah, it was really quick today.
Well, we haven't had Dave in a while. 